having these unrealistic Insta models um, post various videos consistently of them just looking 120% at all time within itself is not even fucking human. But yet, um, you'll find a lot of people do gravitate towards that more because, well, physicality and appearance sells. listening to detox wellness a place where we demystify all things health nutrition and fitness i'm your host deanna balberman registered holistic nutritionist group fitness instructor and shameless pun lover yep i said it stay tuned while i interview a wide array of people in the wellness industry about their passions and the darker side of our industry i hope by the end of these episodes you feel like you got a little detox from the crappy and straight up fake crap you see online, which is likely causing you more harm than good. All right, enjoy your detox. All right, so a little bit about Marlon because he's very humble and didn't want to tell me anything in the interview. You'll see in a minute about how awkward he is about introducing himself. But since the interview has come out, he is now working at a different gym. He co-owns Get Enhanced Inc. from London, Ontario. He's a Western Mustang alumni, which is why I met him. Um, So shout out to London. He's still there and he's working there. So go find him, especially if you're into sport performance. He is a sport performance coach. He works with corrective exercise. He is a certified strength and conditioning specialist. He is also a sport nutrition and recovery guy. He did kinesiology at Western, and he was also a university varsity athlete. So without further ado, this is my episode with Marlon, where you're going to find out what got him into fitness, his personal training style with his clients, his opinion on social media and its impact on the industry, and how stress impacts fitness, which is super interesting. So stay tuned. I hope you like the first episode of Detox Wellness. Whenever you're ready, introduce yourself how you would like to introduce yourself. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I've never had to think about how do I introduce myself. Be one of those, well, hey, I'm Marlon. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) And end a podcast. Right. No. Um. Good afternoon. Beautiful. I wish I had my Oprah shirt. It would have been perfect, but it's okay. But you can't see it. I was like, I don't know. I can see you, but no, it's a podcast. Oh my God. It's a podcast. (laughs) I was like, why do you care? But I thought it'd be funnier if I told you that on your shirt. Also, that shirt is from Simply Nick Nutrition, right? Yes. Yes. She's yeah. gonna be on here too for sure. She's the best. I've, I've spent way too much on her shit from her to be honest. But <laughs> good afternoon. My name is Malin Brown. Currently working out of athletic fluency. Doing an interview with D today, I guess. Mm-hmm. Doing uh joining D on a podcast. Hey, let's go with that. I like that. See, we just had to get the schemes right. Good. <laughs> I hope every question's that hard. 
<laughs> no, it's not. It's just this. Simple questions for me are hard. That's it's the weirdest thing. I don't know why. Okay, we'll get to hard questions that are simple. All right. There you go. We're Good afternoon. Go. My name is Nolan Brown. Currently working at a for like. Bleh, bleh. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon. My name is Marlon Brown. Currently working out of athletic fluency. It's a wonderful day outside, and I'm just spending some time with Dee today on a podcast. Nailed it. Mic drop. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. We'll drop this mic. Uh, okay, perfect. So, what got you into fitness in the first place? Um, it's an interesting question, actually. Um, I think obviously, um, as years went on, it's changed. But for me, fitness initially, uh, I think started out more so for a way for me to cope psychologically and just really ground myself. Um, I do have a very uh, type A personality, genetic makeup, I guess. Um, I'm very particular um, and I nitpick everything, um, which really for me meant um, consistently I would strive for perfection. And obviously, as you know, we know we are human, perfection is unattainable. Um, we tend to have, or well, I tend to have days where, you know, or months or years or certain events that occur in my life that things don't necessarily go as you plan. Um, and those for me were very difficult events because obviously uh, I would idealistically like for everything to work how I've had a structured and plan. So I use training, I think, more so just to be able to relieve that stress um and angst about not being able to be perfect at everything that they did um so now just fast forward a little bit um midway for university um it just kind of hit me if i'm dealing with things in this manner how are the individuals also um you know handling such things and how could i potentially influence other people's lives in a positive manner to be able to get them to not necessarily um I mean, obviously, yes, there's various different ways that you can find to be able to deal with certain stresses, but individuals that are comfortable being able to, um, you know, step in the gym or find something physical, whether it's reading, whatever it is to get your mind off it, for the individuals that, you know, thrive on being able to train and just, you know, get physical and feel a lot better, you know, I thought, obviously, you know, um, what's better yet than to be able to help someone be able to achieve that to the best of their abilities, right? So it started off, and that was for me, I, I guess at that point it was a hobby. And of course, even with that, I got a wee bit more nitpicky and became a, a bit of a structural type kind of trainer and just obsessed over every little details, as my clients could tell you. Um, and I mean, the rest is just history. We've just been building from there every day, trying to get better. Nice. See, that, that question is easy. <laughs> the first one was too hard. I mean, is you juice yourself? <laughs> or a narcissistic ass question is that? <laughs> I know, but people have to know who you are. You can just say, I'm Marlon. A random guy speaking, hey. What is your favorite part of training other people? My... Well... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a bit, it's actually funny. So one of my favorite parts of training people, I just think, is my actual initial consultation. I'm going to explain why. Um, 
<laughs> and the first time really meeting that individual that's reached out to me and they wanted to train and we're doing our first consults, trying to get to know each other, setting goals and whatnot. Um, it's just interesting because I do get an array of individuals who obviously, you know, from the hardcore individuals that have never touched a gym before type kind of people. And I was just trying it out for the first time, but it's always just interesting that individual that I meet day one. Because I find a lot of people come and you don't know what baggage and what they're dealing with, what they're bringing towards, you know, why they're even here, why they're sourcing out you to be able to help. But it's just interesting just, you know, just seeing mannerisms, the way they speak, how they perceive certain things. And then usually I'll fast forward, let's say, even a month in. The month in is one of my, my most pinnacle time. Obviously, there's various different milestones that all my clients, you know, surpass as we work longer together. But... That one month, one month mark, I find, um, is the absolute best. So initially when they come in and one month exactly in, because what I do with every single one of my clients is um, this thing I call mental log. So I have collected, geez, um, I have a book actually um, collected of probably close to 500 pages worth of mental logs and what they are for my clients are just an easy way to communicate to simplify it so what i do at the end of every session whether it's good bad um whether they're excelled they failed at something they're struggling it doesn't matter what it is i encourage them to write now there are no guidelines in my mental logs film because i want them to be able to express themselves now mind you um a lot of people obviously, you know, will write very in-depth things. Some people will just write one word. Some people will swear at me, you name it. But there's a variety mm -hmm. of things that go into that. But I just find just reading day one and reading a month later and just the ups and downs and perceptions that have been changed and, pardon me, perspectives that have been changed, even positivity, right? And, and, and I just find there's a direct correlation between how certain clients perform when they're mentally better and they're learning more and they're growing um, compared to, you know, when they weren't, right? So that correlation is very strong. So I really stress being able to just push on the mental aspect of it. And every month we'll do reflections where I'll pick a random sentence or paragraphs or page. Some people really do go that in depth and I appreciate every single one of them. Um, and you just explore why is it, like, you know, that day they wrote that. And it's interesting because the session might have been a perfect session and they did everything right and form, everything was amazing. We're laughing, we're joking, but then the mental logging was negative, right? And you don't really, you don't really, as a trainer, sometimes are able to pick up on that as high as an emotional IQ someone could have sometimes it's just some people do a really good job hiding how they truly feel just to get through you know time so um reflecting back and looking at my notes I'm saying well this doesn't align what's going on I let them usually sit on it for a bit and then we explore it down the road and it's fantastic some of the things you know that they talk about we're saying oh you know work was difficult today or I'm having difficulties at home or I just don't feel this this and this and it just helps me I think align everything else to make it that much easier. Um, so moving forward, I'm aware that, you know, this person is dealing with this mentally. This person has an obstacle here. It's not just because of training. Maybe, you know, they can't get their eating in line because they don't have time because they're working, you know, overtime and 
there's stress and you know it's various different things I, I typically tailor you know my training based on the response and the feedback that i get back that way i can dial it down when i need to i'll put it up but hands down my favorite part i think is just always going over one really negative mental login and then going over a really positive one and just exploring why they felt that way what we've learned what has changed and it's just the underlying piece of it really i just find it's just understanding that they have one a place that they can come and better themselves and feel safe um grow without judgment none of that and be able to express themselves without you know worrying about you know someone hearing about what's going on and it's it's just a private little thing between them really and not really necessarily me but them and their mental logins right um obviously with the paper book copy i've kind of pulled away from and pushed more so virtual that way everyone has their own um personalized login so you can't really go into different tabs and whatnot and you have your own separate information and i've transferred everything out of the books into that what am i going to do with them i don't really know i just keep them there and stuff might publish a book one day who knows but um <laughs> I, I keep them all in one place so hands down i think um sorry went a bit of a went on a bit of a rant there but it's probably one of my favorite parts is just um just understanding um different mindsets at different times of individuals that i work with and, and what they write down but yeah yeah that's sweet that's a good idea because usually, like, do you see that generally the performance relates with how they're doing mentally? Like you're saying sometimes their performance is good, but they're not doing the best mentally that day. But do you normally see a cycle of like, they're not doing so well mentally, so their performance does take impact? Absolutely, right? Because sometimes, I mean, some people, regardless if they're dealing with, I find anyways, um, the individuals that I work with sometimes, regardless if they're dealing with a lot um, of emotional issues at times, physically, they can still get the work done because it's just hard headed. They push, they want to get it done and maybe get out of the gym space and just go home and deal with their emotional problems, right? So that's where it gets rather difficult. But most of the time, yes, that's just, that's a rare, I'd say 1% overall, my clientele that, that can put that aside for a second do the work and then progress forward and deal with what they need to deal with. But most of the time, um, there's certainly a correlation there between how they're feeling mentally, whether they're energized or whatever it is versus the performance. Cause one, I mean, if you're not feeling so good about yourself, you're down on yourself, you know, your eating might be out of whack. You just might be stressed. Um, we're in a cut program, but you're gaining weight and we can't really figure out why you're gaining weight. But then I learned from your logins that, oh, you're more, you're not eating substantially enough. You know what I mean? So there's various different things, but especially when it comes to the strength training component, obviously I do see a very strong correlation there. And, and usually that's cute for me, obviously to kind of lay back a little bit, whether or not, you know, they were supposed to increase weight this week. I might say, you know, you know what, let's just kind of, you know, forget a little bit about the progressive overload and just bring that back down a little bit. So, that you don't injure yourself per se, right? So it's just, um, it's just now trying to be aware and trying to be really in tune with the individuals you're working with to make sure that that stays consistent. But certainly, I, I do I do see that correlation there. Nice. Um, okay, let's go with an easy question. Oh, <laughs> what God. what's I know you're welcome. What's your favorite movement and why? My favorite movement. Yeah. Ooh, or a like, lift or any of those things? Um, 
anything, any, any pole, man, but my deadlift, any hinging patterns uh, I'm obsessed with. Um, deadlifts to me, one, well, it's just a favorite because my whole life, I'm pretty sure even as a track athlete, a football player, I've trained my posterior chain always, and it's substantially more strong than anything else in my body, I would say. So I favor things like um, any kind of hinging or deadlift movement patterns are great. But that being said, I also do love any kind of Olympic lifting complexes and whatnot, right? So my clean snatches, you name it. Um, mostly power. You know, I'm not that much of a burn. Sometimes I may look like one, depending if I'm cutting or not. And I, I can run and do tempo runs and all that stuff. But no, I'm, I'm a bit of a brute force guy. And I, and I love power. So any only lift. And uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Nice. Squat clean or power clean? Squat clean or power clean? Yeah. Oh, squat clean or yeah. power clean, like separated? No, like a squat clean, like below 90, or would you rather just power it? Both. <laughs> both. Um, absolutely both, because I, I find it's very important to be able to train at all ranges. Um, obviously, if I'm working with an athlete specifically, there's certain things I'm going to do that are going to be different, but I have the basis of it, everyone needs that solidified foundation that is that full range of motion before we can even move into any, you know, strength, power, structural work. We need to build that base, making sure your range of motion is where it needs to be it's optimal um, before we start even going to 90 and only hand cleaning and all that stuff and snatching, right? So um, I teach and stress both. Nice. So I can't really say I have a, a favorite. Yeah. For myself personally, since I'm not really competing anymore, hang clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fast. Get out of the way, get it up, get it down, forget about it. I agree. I agree. I don't like the full clean as much because oh, you can't really? lift as much and then your ego is not going as well. And the catch, the catch at the bottom is uh it's humbling. A <laughs> it's a humbling lot. when you fall on your butt. Yep, those are the best. <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time okay right. um, let's get into we talked a little bit about nutrition and how people were um, changing their habits based on how they're doing mentally so like either emotional overeating or not being able to eat or anything um, but what's your general view on nutrition with your clients like how do you talk to them about that well with that uh, I don't overcomplicate but I also don't oversimplify because I think we just live, especially in our technological day and age, that um, it's either people are grossly oversimplifying simple concepts or really complicating. It's not to say we want to necessarily, I don't stress my clients to necessarily shy away from the complexities that is eating and breaking out your food properly and having balanced diet. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell you all just calorie in calorie out and you should you know like i can't just say that i need to i typically give um a solid foundation to understand why you're eating what you're eating what um what certain food you're using for recovery for yourself um your protein intake for the day is making sure you're matched whether or not you choose to have it be plant-based or uh eating your protein i i don't care whatever works for your body you know has worked for you we work on trying to take what you do already tweaking here and there so you stay a bit more healthier and also based on your goal obviously we're going to have whether or not we 
need to put you in a deficit or not, all that stuff. Personally, myself, I don't really play around in deficits as much. I believe in actually, and I teach most of the time, being able to split up your carbs between all your meals, right? So instead of saying, um, this meal, have minimal carb, no carbs for the rest of the day, stop eating at seven, all that, I, I don't. I, I, it's just, it's not me. I love my balanced meals. I love keeping it even. I let my clients eat their carbs. The result shows. You know what I mean? So, um, because most of the time, even not to knock on any other fad eating or ketosis or what, whatever it is, <laughs> it's just, it's not sustainable. And that's the problem. So when it comes to, to, to eating, I like being able to teach my clients how to be able to have sustainable eating, not just when they have a trainer, but after they're done with me, are you able to sustain the lifestyle and the kind of eating pattern you've adapted? Or are you having a hard time and falling off? Because great, let's go on keto and lose an excessive amount of weight. Yes, you'll, you'll lose that weight. Great, pair that up with some high intensity work, that weight's going to drop. But then what happens once you stop eating that way? What then happens to your body? You know what I mean? Or how's your energy levels feeling, right? So for me, ultimately, and with them, I stress them to really focus on having balanced diets. Mm-hmm. Nice. And what to you is a, a balanced diet? Because you keep saying that, but let's explain. <laughs> protein, carbs, um, your veggies, you know, just simplify it for them. Protein, your, your carbs, your veggies, making sure you're hitting all your macro and micronutrients, right? So um just making sure one we're not overeating we're eating just enough to be able to sustain ourselves and what happened at least for myself personally you know because i model a lot of the eating style based on how i'll eat and then ask them like do you feel as if this is difficult for you um do you feel this is sustainable for you what can we do are you feeling hungry throughout the day so most of the time i try to be able to have them to at least eat if not three times a day with a snack I'll do three times a day your main meals with snacks in between, depending on the person. So you have six, four. So let's say four to six times a day you're eating, right? It's just a slow progression thing eventually. So we can get to where, I mean, you're optimal and you get enough nutrition to be able to sustain yourself. And at the same time, learning how to eat and not overeat and stuff yourself or not eating enough. But yeah. <laughs> nice. There's your meal plan. Love it. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay. I kind of already covered that. Okay. Here's a harder one. Uh oh. If you could change one thing in the fit fitness industry, what would you change? Social media. Absolutely. God. <laughs> Elaborate. Move itself. Um, if I could change one thing in the, in the fitness industry right now, I just think it's just either, well, no, no, no. You know, let's just say it directly. <sighs> okay. Lack of information. And that, and that concept that I talked about earlier about um, oversimplify, because it just seems these days really anyone could be a trainer virtually. Um, and post and look in a certain way and be able to sell products and stuff based on your own physicality. And most of the time, that's great and all. If you're doing well and you're promoting yourself and you're doing great and your journey truly within itself is, is, is a pure, positive, realistic being the keyword thing that you can share with everyone else and you swear by that and you know that it's an efficient thing that everyone else could adapt to, which 
right off the back, that's a problem because everyone's different. So you need to tailor certain things to different people. But if a perfect world that you're going to do that and it's foolproof, you need to not then get yourself carried away from endorsements and pushing certain things that you know don't work, that you know you didn't even use to get to where you are. But because you're getting endorsed, you're selling that to people. And it's crazy because I'll have female clients of mine that will either send me posts or ask me questions. And as soon as they start talking, before they even finish, I know it's an Instagram post they saw somewhere that they're asking about. Oh, like this girl said, like, she built her butt to a 40 using just band exercises. Can we do that? Uh, no, one, right? So just little things like that or just, well, one, little things like that one. Secondly, <laughs> it's a bit touchy, but I don't even know how to go about talking about this, to be honest. We'll cut that out because this will get me heated. So I'll just, I'll just keep it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it at that. I think it's just more so we need more realistic, um, more realistic, honest, pure information being given out there, especially ones that are geared towards the female demographic I find, um, as to what their body and appearance is actually supposed to look like, as to what's attainable, as to what's not Photoshop. And, and just obviously we are aware, we're aware that there's, a, there's an immense pressure in females to look a certain way already. Um, but having these unrealistic Insta models um, post various videos consistently of them just looking 120% at all time within itself is not even fucking human. But yet, um, you'll find a lot of people do gravitate towards that more because, well, physicality and appearance sells, right? Success, at the end of the day. Um, so I think if we, if we would be able to change anything, I think we just need more, a much more holistic, a virtual approach when it comes to being able to market fitness online or virtually, whatever it is, as far as Instas and Facebooks and whatever it is, right? And, and we need just an honest, very, very pure, honest posts that are made by these women who are blessed to be in a, in, in a position to be given out information and have an astounding amount of following from various other people who are, you know, putting money into them to be able to do what they're doing. Uh, I think more so you just have to think about it in that light and just realize that one, everyone is human and we need to be honest about what we're giving out there and what we're putting out there and, and expectations that we're putting on everyone else out there because perfection once again is unattainable and i find a lot of people in our day and age really strive for that in the most unrealistic way possible and that's what creates substantially more problems within people you know in this in this in this fitness industries and individuals trying to get healthier feel better right so um we need a real Instagram for uh for for uh, online fitness models pretty much true so let's start it it'll just be us <laughs> I'm serious. Honestly. I, know. Like, I do try to post that for sure. Girls. Yeah. And this is what I love about your page. And you don't know this, so they know secrets out. I lurk your page aggressively. But more <laughs> because everything you post, you know, has that 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 real realistic and just pure honest, you know, thing about it. Right. I mean, you made a post a little bit back about roles, for instance having stomach rolls and I was just like, 
Well, yeah, this is a normal ass shit that happens. No one sit down and has abs. It's not a real thing. You know what I mean? Just little things like that. And just being able for yourself to be able to talk about, you know, during this quarantine time, not overly stressing about, you know, am I I'm eating too much and I'm not training. Like, you know, and that's the last thing in a pandemic that you ought to be stressed about when there's so much other things that are going on around you to be sitting here, you know, food shaming yourself. You know what I mean? But like, it's just the world we live in now. Right? We're all trying to uphold that appearance and look a certain way, but it's like we almost forget that we're humans sometimes, you know? But, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I 100%. I try to do that because I honestly, like on my old account, just my normal account from high school or whatever, I used to follow all these types of girls, and now I'm like, I will not follow any of you. I cannot look at you one more time. 100% you don't have your period. You're not doing well. Like you have negative energy because I have been there and it just, everything goes away just to look a certain way. It's like literally what's the point? You feel like dog shit. Yeah. Like your hair is like frizzy and disgusting or like falling out. Everything else is going wrong, but you're skinny. So you're skinny and you look good. So it's okay. Yeah. Right. Except you can see behind someone's eyes that they're not like doing well. Exactly. So, but that would be the one thing I think I would change about, right? And which is, I mean, from a societal standpoint, it, it's a very difficult concept to deconstruct because, well, it makes money, you know what I mean, right? So, and, and, and a lot of the times, you know, to talk about attraction, I mean, what you see that to you seems positive, you're more likely to gravitate towards, right? So it's just... It's a, it certainly will be a difficult thing, I think, to take apart, but people need to be out there and just be able to post more realistic things and just speak us on things or just your, your favorite Instagram model. Just ask some real ass questions and try and get some real ass response, right? As to what's sustainable, not just believe in everything that's put out there because it's really easy to convey certain messages behind a you know, screen, behind, you know, uh, a, a computer or whatnot and post things and just put it out there would actually think of the repercussion with regards to, you know, who's going to follow this? Is this even safe for people to be doing? But because it's there, no one has challenged it. You know, a young girl's like, oh, no, this must work. Oh, let's do it. You know what I mean? I've literally had a girl uh, way back I used to work with um, that we were talking about it as a joke, but she's like, well, I kind of tried it for a bit. And I was like, you're insane. I was doing a Victoria's Secret model diet thing, allegedly, allegedly called Victoria's Secret, right? And it was, um, it was almonds and pineapple juice for a week straight. That was all her meals. And the back and behind that, apparently, clearly scientific, uh, was <laughs> almond was healthy fat and a carb, apparently. And um, the pineapple juice just created the vital nutrients that you needed to not actually faint and die. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we had had a really lengthy talk. Thank God she uh, stopped. But um, things like that, you know what I mean? And she saw that somewhere online and thought, like, VS models look fantastic. This must be true. You know what I mean? So things like that. That's the problem. But, yeah. Yikes. That's a tough one. That's like... 
when you're sick and you can't eat for a week, it's like, yep, you're going to lose weight. And then you eat food again, and then you'll be the same weight. So what was the point of going through that hell and being starving, literally? To look a certain way momentarily, right? It's okay. For that one day. Get that one Instagram post of my abs just absolutely glistening and looking great and good. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, hmm. I don't know what else to ask you. This is this is good. Um, do you want to talk about your like what you did in school or all your certs that you've been doing? Because <laughs> you didn't explain yourself. You just said that you're Marlin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Marlin. I'm currently working at a Blake Fluency. That's sufficient <laughs> enough. No, with that stuff, I like actually staying humble. I don't know why I'm weird like that. I just like, like if you know me, you know me and you approach me, you approach me, we work together, you're aware of knowledge and whatnot and not just knowledge, but just application part of it, which um, I pride myself on because I am very detail oriented, but that application is very key. It's one thing to be knowledgeable, but if you can't apply it, test it, trial it, it's pointless, right? Um, But really the whole ridiculousness of trying to get myself overly certified i think just came from my obsession with just wanting to learn more and do more and just open my mind to various different things like i've never once looked at a training method and be like and say well nah that can't be safe it's just stupid i want to know why some people say it's not safe some people say it's amazing so i dive into it to try and see various different aspects of it right um but that curiosity i think it's just led me in too many weird ways but the beautiful thing about it is now um as a trainer i find being able to make yourself uh what's the word i'm looking for well to simplify let's think about our mechanic okay you go to our mechanic um typically you can get your tires torque changed oil um, any sort of maintenance and stuff that you need for yourself. You don't go to a mechanic strictly to change your oil, drive to second engine place to check your engine, to go to third tire place to change your tire. As a personal trainer, my thought process was if I could learn as much as I can with every aspect that I can physically, you know, mentally taking about training, whether it's the, the, the fascia, uh, um, uh, abrasion technique tool, stretching, um, uh, well, my fascia release, my apologies, um, PNF stretching stuff, whatever it is that I could, I could learn and get my hands on, I know is going to be useful for me. Why not learn as much as I can so when my client comes in and let's say, God forbid, they had an injury or um, certain structural imbalances, instead of sending them off to physio to do certain things, and if it's them to physio, well, First thing first, we're going to make sure that structurally they're balanced enough from the bottom of the feet to the head so we don't even have to deal with those issues. And then if any problems does arise, they're able to come back to the trainers to get assessed, you know, correct whatever you need, any kind of stretching you need to get it all done. That way you don't need to go and spend money anywhere else. Now, mind you, obviously, if certain things are very, um, are, are major and are completely out of my control, my expertise and my knowledge, more, 
two million percent I'm recommending you to an individual that actually is a profession in that field to be able to help you get to that point. But the minor things that I can assess, why not be able, you know, to aid in that so that way, you know, we can keep everything in house and keep you happy as a client, right? So um, that was the whole idea, like, um, that was the whole idea behind that initially. Another individual like that is uh, a really good friend of mine, Ryan. I think he has over now 21 certifications. <laughs> um, but same concept, man. I vibe with him on that level because he understands the importance of just being able to just continuously learn and grow, right? Um, I'll never be the best, but I'll strive to do the best I can. And I'll strive to learn as much as I can. I'll strive to learn every day from experts, from my own even clients, right? Because you never know, you can, if you humble yourself enough and you should humble yourself, you can learn from literally anyone, right? So I think just in the training world itself and just being a trainer, um, I prefer really just the idea of more so a coach. I think just opening your mind to be able to learn um, from everyone around you, you know, taking that constructive criticism um, just helps you become that much better. Uh, a person at what you do, that way you can help people in a much more efficient manner and be successful while doing it. But yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What's your favorite then either for you or for your client, something that's out of your scope that you either you go to or you refer. So maybe like osteo, chiro, massage, physio. Do you have one that you really like? Um, I love, I love osteo. Cairo makes me nervous, <laughs> although I do need work. <laughs> I really do. Um, but osteo, 120%. I um, typically, well, I used to before COVID all, I think he's up and running again. I'm not really sure. But Darren David used to be my guy. And um, incredible. The very first time I did anything osteo-related was with um, him and he literally changed my mind. I um, used to have this weird obsession to try and pull over 700 pounds. I hit it. Um, but <laughs> deadlifts all the time. And I don't know what was going on, but <laughs> my ribs used to dislocate quite easily for fun. Um, <laughs> They're like, this is fun. Yeah, he told me to stop deadlifting, but obviously that's insane at the time. I wasn't thinking, like, you know. So he would literally bi-weekly put my ribs back in and in two weeks, I'll be back because they'll be back out again because I'm still lifting heavy and compressing my spine and whatnot. But um, just the method in which he went about being able to assess my body, I would say it was not like anywhere else I've ever been. Um, it just had, it had a bit of a, it sounds weird to say, but almost like a holistic approach to it. I just loved everything he did, the deep breathing, um, like, compressions and release like tension release stuff like it was really it was really cool um but that's why i went for him for a bit um i wish you could see me now because i stopped popping out my ribs and i'm no longer that lifting heavy but uh um i would say that and then the second one was a family friend of ours actually um i think she was in brazil alejandro gonzalez but she does rural thin i think it's called well, it's, yeah, it's just a new concept. They, well, I don't know where it originated from. I know she was in Brazil on a national, pardon me, Colombia? Colombia. She's a 400-meter hurdler on the national team. Um, but Team Colombia. 
but also she um, studied there and did rolfing, which is just, I don't know how to explain it, but basically when she worked with me, um, just elbows and hands, and she literally just stripped my whole body. It was the most intense thing, period, but it felt great when I got up. So it wasn't too invasive, but she just had like this, this um, gooey but non-sticky substance that she would rub like an oil base and rub it on her elbows and she just flossed different parts of my body and increased my range after. Um, I felt a lot better, but it was, it was, yeah, I need to look into that more, but it was, that was also something cool that I like. I really just like anything holistic when it comes to adjusting my body. I don't really like aggressive kind of manipulation stuff. I, I can't really do that with the body, but yeah. Wow. That's okay. What's that called again? I want to look that up too. Rolf. Let me, let me find it from I think it's called a Rolfin. I might be saying it wrong. It's like it's dolphin, but obviously. hold up. That's so cool. Does it? Is it your whole body or literally your elbows and hands? Just elbows and hands. You use your elbow. No, you use your elbows and she uses her elbows and hand to um uh, my whole body. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, no. It's called. It's actually called Rolfing. So R O L F I N G. Oh, it's like golfing, but with an R. Pretty much. Okay, that in. That's so cool. Never heard of that. The whole idea behind it um, is to create more efficient use of the muscle. It allows the body to conserve energy and create more economical and refined patterns of movements, according to Google. Um, but yeah, no, it's just it's just a massage therapy technique. But really cool. It's really yeah. intense. I enjoyed it. I love massage and osteo as well. And I would go to a massage therapist and she always said it was like night and day. If I went to osteo like the week before, she liked me to like come every couple of weeks and after osteo, because you would be so much more aligned that she said it wouldn't take like 30 minutes for her to be able to get in there for the massage. Like say it was my shoulder because I injured my shoulder. But if I had osteo first, it was like, way easier for her to massage so it's it's cool to work them in together exactly yeah but no it's 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 something else definitely when you have benefits is better um now i'm 25 so goodbye (laughs) you're telling me thank god um my my partner has benefits we just got it actually like last month Nice. Um, and it resets again in september so i'm gonna i have an appointment actually booked tomorrow morning for a massage um, but I'm going to try and get as much in as I can, um, until I runs out. <laughs> yeah. I need it, man. The body's aching. So much yeah. training, not enough mobility work. I know. I said I was going to be so mobile after all this and I stopped all that like right away. I was like, oh, I did yoga a couple times. That's good. In a few months. <laughs> so I'm going to yoga once every two months. Right. Oh gosh. <laughs> I need a coach to tell me what to do. That's the issue. Trainers need trainers too. People knock on that, but I'm serious. Like I'm a bit of a psychopath and I love the whole 5 a.m. wake up and train first lift, second lift, whatever, midday. But like some mornings I don't want to wake up. I really don't. Like you could not get me out of bed, but I have to because I know I have things to do for the day, right? But just having that extra person, it'd be like, wake up, you know? (laughs) 
be fantastic, but. So I'll just call you at 5 a.m. Hey, you up? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> what are you paying me for that? $10 a day. <laughs> $10 a day for an alarm with my voice. I, I did not get up this morning. I set my alarm for 5.30 and I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not going. <laughs> it's just, I was sore and I didn't feel like it. I was like, it's only one more day. It's Friday. You can do it. And then I didn't get up. So I feel that. I'll do one later when it's not 750 degrees out. Yeah, this, this heat, this heat is, uh, it's different. <laughs> it's something. I've been having a hard time lifting in this, but oh well. It's I know, honestly. Day. 6 a.m., it's already hot. <laughs> like, how? That's the problem. So I moved to 5 thinking, you know, it's better. There's no sun. But it's so, ugh, smug. It's just, uh Also, like, it's not warm. having the sun is... Yeah, it's just warm and hard to breathe. It's not the best. No, we'll get through it. Um, wow, this is the good. I feel like I don't need to ask you too any more questions. Um, oh, yeah, I talk about you can cut. <laughs> cut, you're done. No, um, I think I'm going to start asking people the same question at the end. Yeah. Um, what gives you energy or makes you feel like sunny and bright, like vitamin D, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess you, Carol. Um, uh, what gives me light? That was a better way to phrase it. All right, there it is. What gives you light? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, a bit morbid, but happy at the same time, I guess, this response. But I think... Um, just my past life and, and the way I grew up. Um, and just my, just my brand new perspective, I think, of how to, I have on life from childhood compared to now keeps me energizing and gives me light. Because, you know, you go from just living in a place where, you know, waking up in the morning was a joy, but you woke up and kind of wish you didn't wake up so you wouldn't have to see some of the atrocities that are going on around you. So you were okay and fine with death to move into a country, you know, where it's a lot safer and there's, there's opportunities everywhere and, and, you know, healthcare, thank God. <laughs> and just being able to wake up, you know, take a breath, there's a house over my head, um, waking up and feeling excited to be able to impact someone else's life every single day in a positive manner, I think, gives me the most light, right? So just an appreciation of being able to wake up, wanting to wake up, and actually loving being up um, gives me light. So I think it's just being here, you know what I mean? Being here, being in a different country, being in a different environment, being around positive individuals, um, and just having a different perspective and concept of what it means to actually truly be alive. Sounds cliche, but that gives me life. Right. So, yeah. That was not morbid so, or bad at all. That was great. I know. Usually um, I think about death and people are like, oh. oh. No. Well, uh, you, no one else knows where you're from or when you moved here. So do you want to say that quickly so they know what you're talking about? Oh, yes. I am from Sierra Leone, West Africa. And I got here when I was 10 turning 11. I am now 27 years old. 
So you've been here more than half your life now. Yeah. Well, I know I don't speak for myself when I say we are very happy that Marlon came to Canada and now he's offering so much in the London community. So go check him out at Get Enhanced Inc. in London, Ontario, if you're around here, which I'm sure many of my listeners are. And I cannot pronounce his Instagram handle straight up, so I will put it in the show notes. I forgot to ask him things that happen in the first interviews. We didn't really do a nice close, but here it is, the end. <laughs>